What we do here is go back, 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 back. All right, so I just need to set the record straight. We are not in summer. Two weeks ago, my co-host is like, it's summer. Summer does not happen till June 21st. And you're listening to This Podcast is Delicious, and I needed to get that out. What a weird way to start an episode, given what we're talking about. Now, granted... He's not too. I know what he said. We the today in Toronto is such a miserable day. It's so miserable and disgusting yeah. and cold. And I'm flying to Winnipeg where it's like 21 degrees in the. Right. I don't know. Something bad's happening in Toronto right now. Yeah. We're not having a great time. So, uh, it's interesting. We're talking about flowers. We're talking about stuff that's so connected to the summer can't you have like a, a nope. sunny disposition about you a little no, bit no not at all not, no, listen no, yesterday no. was mother's day so you know flowers are being bought and given to mothers all over north america and those who yeah. celebrate mother's day you ali hassan my co-host on this podcast delicious 2 weeks ago said it's summer and i was like what is this guy like summer doesn't happen till next month and we're going to have two shows happen before the summer hitch hits which will be on the 21st and we got people and- opening up pools around us and uh, i don't know may june july august i consider that summer no, no. It's a loose. Why do you have to be such the, a purist? When's your spring? I just need to know when your spring is. Spring is, uh, it's short. It's March and April. It's a short <laughs> okay. spring. My spring is, yeah, I kind of usher this thing. I can't, I can't, I can't accept that I live in a country that has four seasons. Two months. Yeah. No, four seasons is fine, but two sure. months and, and, and nine days of summer. Is that what right. you're telling me? Yeah. Yeah, uh, how much more do you want? How I much more do you need? Uh, I can't. I need a little bit more. I need four okay. months of summer. Listen, I also want to say this. The, the The reason I love today's episode is many people are still planting their gardens. So yes. we're going to veer them in some directions that they might want to plant in their front garden, in their flower pots, in their actual gardens. This is if you're a gardener or you have a green thumb or you like flowers – today's episode's for you. And he even wore green. He's really, really on brand. And I've been a horrible gardener my entire life. Like black thumb. I don't know what I got, but it's bad. And my mother had like the knack for it. Sometimes something got lost in the, uh, in the genetics, but uh, I've I've killed a lot. I've killed so much basil and oregano and right. thyme. I'm just trying to do herbs. You know, that's what I love. Maybe that's just your some problem. Potted herbs. That's your uh, problem. You you should be doing some like harvesting foods, man. You should be growing wheat. Maybe. You should be growing canola. You should be growing <laughs> <laughs> like real big, big ass food. Hey, that's uh, it. That's it. I, I will oh. say this, Ali. Um, I wanted to say this, and now I can't remember what I was going to say. Yesterday was Mother's Day. I can't remember. Um, I love yeah. that you started with a, I will say this. Yeah. And that's what made you forget what you yeah. were going to say. Yeah. I was going to say okay. something based on what you said, and now I can't. I was going to say you have a big backyard. You should really take advantage of it. There's no space. Um, there's no space. It's a lot of concrete. It's a lot of, there's no, I don't know. I don't okay. think so. Yeah. Fair enough. Listen. Well, maybe, maybe after this episode, I might be inspired. I remember what I was going to say. So the other thing that uh, I've, I've really gone on a flower train the last few, uh, a couple couple of years, actually, because I read somewhere that men are conditioned not to talk about flowers they like, because it's always been seen as a quote unquote girly thing. Right. And I saw this on a, on an Instagram thread or not Instagram on a, a 
Twitter thread. And they were trying to get men to talk about flowers they like and what the, how they feel about flowers. And all these men were like, you know, I love flowers, but I was always embarrassed to talk about flowers. And I love my garden and there's certain flowers that I love, blah, blah, blah. So I saw all these men sort of open up about flowers that they loved. And so here's another reason why I love today's episode. So I turn to you, Ali. Is there a flower that you really love? One of the flowers that makes it on my list is one of my favorite flowers, but I'm curious, do you have a flower that you really like? And this may be a question that was never posed to you before. So yeah, it was, it's never, I've never been asked this. I like, uh, I like stuff that's, um, you know, what makes me feel uh, like really, I, I was, I was in Vancouver and they have the, the, what are those called? The blossoms, Right, the 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 pink, the cherry blossoms, color, the cherry blossoms. So all these trees have like sure. these sort of light pink um, uh, leaves on them. Yeah, yeah. And I realized, I mean, they just made me happy. And, mm-hmm. and and not only have I never been asked, I've never really noticed my feelings around flowers. And, sure, um, I'm a man's man, bro. But no, that's I'm the not, problem. I'm really, man. I'm really yeah. not actually. Yeah. But but yeah, myself and flowers have never sort of had this connection. But anything with a light pink, mm-hmm. lavender, like I, I don't know. They it just it 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 kind of calms me and relaxes me. And I, I only noticed that uh you know a few weeks back. But yeah, so uh, you know, anything in that space, throw it at me and I'm I'm into it. All right. Well, we'll we'll probably talk, be talking about that as well. I'd be curious to find out or to invite you to ask your sons what their flav- favorite flowers are and see, and see and see what they what they say. You might be surprised at their reaction because I'm sure it would be a question you would ask your daughters. But ha- is it ever a question you you've asked your sons? It isn't, but I know my my youngest son would probably have some 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 answers to that. Sure. But yeah, I think you can put me on. Um, you can put me down. For lilacs, lilacs, lilac, okay. lilacs are great. And then, um, God, there's another plant that a few people have brought to us. It's a beautiful plant. Uh, I can't remember the name of it sure. anymore. Also, a, 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 you know, light purple leaves and uh, lavender colored leaves, and um, that's also a. I'm going to look it up. This is okay. stupid. We, we, no, we, no, we look it up. It. My favorite flowers are the Anthurium, which took me forever to learn how to say and what, what it was called. I would always call it the Fantasy Island flower because I remember as a kid watching Fantasy Island and they have this, it's it's like a red lily with a yellow uh, stamen in it. And it's called a uh, Anthurium, even though they come in pink and white. But the red is the thing that I remember as a kid thinking, wow, look at that flower when I would watch these shows that took place hmm. in tropical places. And they hadn't really come to Canada at that point. And I remember the first time I ever saw it and it had such a waxy sort of leaf to it. And so that's one of my favorite uh, flower and a flower that I'll be talking about in my section or if we go back and forth uh, a little bit later on. Okay. All right. Good for you. I yeah. have uh, I have found nothing, but I, I okay. will say that I like, uh, oh, here it is. Here it is, bro. Okay. An orchid. Oh, I well, love yeah. orchids. Yeah, orchids I are, love orchids. are great, man. You know what? Columbia's national flower. There you the go. The orchid. Something I just learned about orchids. And you know uh, what? You were talking in the last two years, and they're you great. were asking about places to go travel to. Columbia's beautiful as well. Columbia might be a great choice. And there you go. We were talking about that before we got on the air. Um, so. I haven't been to Colombia, but everyone who goes says they really love it. All right, Ali. I think we've done enough talking about about what flowers we like. It's time to talk about flowers and the power they have in both uh, drinks and in food. Do you want to start? Do you want to go back and forth? How do you want to do this, my friend? I think you should start and and, and set us on the... I have about 
four or five okay. flowers that you know people might not even consider flowers yeah. but i i do really like them in food they're edible flowers but yeah let's start with drinks let's go okay. the old format of beverages first and then uh, food second i love it if if i happen to step on one of your flowers just jump in and talk about it but i'm just going to go through mine uh, the it. first one is not a flower that's native to my home hometown of toronto canada but it is a flower that certainly grows here in canada and it's the hibiscus it's, oh, a tropical, yeah. it's a tropical sure. flower that grows well in Canada. It's tart and floral in taste, and it resembles a uh, cranberry or pomegranate. Hibiscus is often used to make teas, jams, and sauces. And yep. uh, all parts of the hibiscus flower are edible, making it a delicious uh, edible flower for cocktail garnishes. You can also, Ali, get um, dried um Hibiscus, although they look a little bit grotesque to me, I've seen people use dried hibiscus uh, for cocktails and they'll throw it right in. It looks like a dried monkey's paw. I don't know how else to describe it. I don't think, <laughs> I don't find it, I don't find it pretty at all. But if you're wanting to dry your hibiscus, place your petals and only the petals on a drying rack in a dry, warm, and sunny spot. It can take up to one week for them to dry completely. Or if you have a dehydrator, chuck them in there, have a good old time. And then uh, one of the things that I would say you can do with your hibiscus, and here's my recommendation, is to make hibiscus vodka. Uh, oh. Putting the hibiscus leaves in the vodka, not, o- not only will tint your vodka, but they will uh, flavor your vodka too. So all you want to do is get some uh, hibiscus petals, um, the flowers, peel it off, rip them apart, put them in a jar, pour two cups of uh, vodka on top, gently muddled the flower petals up about five to six times. We're not making a paste here, friends. We're just crushing it to release the, the oils and the flavors um, and the perfume. Leave them mm-hmm. in there for about six hours taste no more than eight hours, strain out the vodka, and then chuck away all the remnants of the hibiscus. And you've got hibiscus vodka. And there you go, my friend. I like it. I've had hibiscus tea and I recently actually had hibiscus jam, which was like, it's not as sweet as it looks. It looks like it'll be quite sweet. It's got a little bit more of a tang, right? The little sour cherry. Uh, it's much more floral, and um, I thought it was nice. I don't like a very sweet jam. I, I yeah. thought hibiscus was great. Uh, I would not be able to rec- recognize hibiscus if it was sitting right in front of me. So I'm t- looking at a picture of it right now, which is uh, lovely. Oh, if you go down south, you'll find them everywhere. I always get hibiscus flowers um, in the summer, and I'll put them outside, uh, and I'll just have them growing in my in my backyard. And I love the look of them, and they they continuously flower, so they're always flowering. And you can, the the more the classic is red, but they're available in shades of pink and orange, and light yellow orange as well. I love going it. to our next flower, I was I gave you a hint. This was the this is one of my favorite flowers, the peonies. I love peonies because oh, yeah. they can be heirloom flowers and that's what has happened to me. So when my grandmother moved from her home, we took some of her peonies and we planted them, all the grandkids planted them in their garden. And then when my mother sold her home um, and moved into a condo, I took her peonies and I planted them in my front yard. So they remind me of my grandmother and my mother as they bloom every year. Uh, they are fa- fragrant flower and they taste exactly as they smell, mild and sweet. Uh, they're often said to have the taste of um, a peach or a strawberry and can be used to garnish salads as well as refreshing drinks. However, my friends, I need to point this out. Uh, this is important to note that 
only the petals of the peonies are edible. The roots, the flowers, the seeds are poisonous and can cause nausea, diarrhea, skin irritations, and an accelerated heartbeat. So don't use that. Use only the petals to garnish your salads or flavor a spritz or a lemonade. It goes really well. Uh, peonies can also be simply enjoyed uh, by parboiling and adding a bit of sugar, and you infuse them into a simple syrup and flavor your cocktails that way. So the peony is another great, um, great, great uh, flower to use in your cocktails. That's great. And of course, everybody knows the song written about a peony, right? No. If you're horny, let's do it. Ride it, my peony. No, I nope. didn't know that all right. at all. I, okay. All right. That's a okay. song called Pony by uh, okay. Genuine. Anyway. All right. Okay. All, all right. right. Okay. That's for we, a very select few people okay. uh, in our listing audience. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. My friend, we referenced this last week. Roses. Remember how we said if you buy rose water, which a lot of um, Turkish and Middle Eastern yes. folks use in their- Yes. Proceed in, with caution. Do and, not- uh, yeah. it, a, a light touch is what you want with the roses, yeah. but roses yeah, yeah, yeah. can- also pair very well with uh, cocktails that involve rum, gin, bourbon, or vodka. Roses are a perfect edible flower for your cocktail garnish. While the red is the most popular color of rose to use as garnish, yellow, white can also be used. Roses have a floral and slightly sweet flavor. They can be eaten raw, dried, or muddled. I've had ro- dried rose petals in a tea that was uh, an Earl Grey tea, which was fantastic. Um, in addition, they can be a great way to top off your favorite drink. Uh, they also have some nutritional value, Ali. Uh, they have vitamin A, vitamin C, niacin, potassium, iron, calcium, phosphorus. Uh, but when it comes to which part to eat, there is no need to worry. You can eat the leaves, the buds. The petals, and of course, you may have seen this in your in your teas. Rose hips are also very edible. Very nice. And if there's one thing I tell you every time I see you is that you need to up your phosphorus. So that's great. Yes. Listen, Marco. Also, I think it's worth mentioning that um, a lot of these flowers that you're going to mention, it's I don't know if it's always as simple as just sort of picking it out of a garden and uh, and putting it in your mouth, because some of them can be treated with. Various, uh, you know, herbicides and pesticides yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So you want to know the source of your, um, you want to know exactly what that garden, how that garden's being treated, and where where your flowers are coming from. Too, and I that's imagine. why. That's why I'm suggesting to our listeners, if you are going to be planting a garden now that it's uh, the 15th of May and you're looking for flowers, consider getting these flowers, putting them in your garden, and you'll know how you're treating them with right or without uh, pesticides or herbicides. Obviously, you don't want to eat any food that has any of those things uh, added to them, especially things like uh, flowers. You don't want to just take them directly and and start chewing on them or putting them in your drink. Right. So all all the more reason, because the way you say it, sometimes your sales pitch is such that uh, I know I'm like inclined to be like, oh, I'll just try this. I'll just try this. Mm -hmm. But uh, what we're really talking about is making your own, um, planting your own yeah. and then, uh, and then adding them to, uh, to food in a, in a very memorable way, food and drink. Yeah. Listen, consult your experts, your doctor or your, your, your I don't know, herb herb, doctor, herb, your, your, herbologist, your, your, your garden know, doctor, yeah. your, your Wiccan friend, uh, you know, your gardeners, your family farmer, whatever happens, whoever happens to know this side of um, you know, agriculture better than I, please consult them before you do any of the following. All right. Go, going on to my number four, violets. Oh, yeah. 
Their tender in texture, lightly perfumed scent, and subtle sweet taste makes violets a beautiful pop of color to your cocktail. Now, these are the type of, of flowers you can just put the flower right on top of your finished cocktail and it'll look beautiful. But they also contain, they, they have like a light mint and winter green, winter green nuance to them. Uh, and you can use them in savory dishes too, I'm told. Uh, the entire flower is edible. You can make a uh, violet syrup, which is beautiful in color. One cup of fresh picked violets, rinsed and clean. One cup of boiling water, one cup of sugar. Then you boil it down to a syrup, add club soda, gin, and vodka. You're laughing. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's uh, one that I'm not too familiar with. I'm not too familiar with this flower, but it's one that grows readily in fields and whatnot. The cornflower. Are you familiar with cornflower? Um, no, not, where have I had that? I've had, uh, you know, it means something to me, but I'm not, okay. I'm not super familiar with it. As you can set down, I'm not really familiar with too many flowers at all. And yeah. I might be mixing the corn flower with flour that is made from corn. I see. I corn see. flour. And that's maybe what I'm mixing it up with. Does this ring a bell? Centauria? Seanus, which there it would be, is. That's it, what it, it, and that, that helps. That helps place it <laughs> okay. for me. Yeah. Okay. It has a slightly spicy clove-like flavor with sweet subtleness. Cornflower petals look wonderful in salads because they they're this beautiful shade of blue. Use torn petals as a garnish or the whole flower in fancy cocktails. It's the perfect to topping to uh, sweets as well, like cupcakes, your lattes, smoothie. Um, you can use them in tea blends. Um, there is a Polish lemonade made with corn flour. And Ali, I did everything to try to get a recipe for it. And I, mm. I even watched this person's video on how they made it. And then they started using yeast and they started to make it and it became a big thing. And I was like, I'm never going to do this. So I'm not going to pass this on to my listeners because I don't even know how to I, uh, like it felt a little bit bullshitty. So I would say, ask your Polish friends how they make their lemonade. I didn't love the recipe that I got online and I couldn't find any other corn flour lemonade recipes, but it's there. It's big in Poland. Okay. Okay. All right. A lot of yeast is an interesting thing. I didn't yeah, think he's that like, was happening. Get some yeast and put it in there and then you're going to ferment it. I'm like, you've lost me, dude. At this point, you're you're brewing, you're brewing some alcohol here, man. This is like jail time <laughs> alcohol you're doing. So I'm like, no, thank you. Now here's one that I I if I was to guess might end up on your list, because I see it more with food than I see it with alcohol, but the nasturtium. Nasturtiums are on my list, you All right. Yes, they are. Yeah. The whole plant is edible. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it with regards to, to food, but I will tell you this. There's a beautiful nasturtium gimlet, um, you can oh. make, what you want to do is get your nasturtium leaves, quarter them, drop them in with gin into a glass or, or a shaker, aggressively muddle the leaves, add the remaining ingredients with ice, shake vigorously. Those remaining uh, ingredients are two and a half ounces of gin, one ounce of gin, one ounce of fresh lime juice, one ounce of simple syrup, about 10 nasturtium leaves is what you're going to use. Shake that bad boy up, strain into a martini glass and garnish with the nasturtium flower or the leaf. If you like the green part, serve it to your friends. Everyone's going to be happy. Okay. If you say so, buddy. All right. Number seven, pansies. 
They're one of the most popular edible flowers. I've seen them in a ton of salads. I hate the taste of them. Every time they're in a salad, I'm like, I hate <laughs> these you things. Thank you for your honesty. Thank yep, you for just your telling honesty. you, supposedly they have a light mint undertone. Once again, that wintry green scent. To me, they taste like uh, the sole of an old shoe. Um, but they're beautiful to decorate. I would say put them on top of your cocktail as long as it has a, a heavy froth so they don't sink in there. Supposedly, you can make a garnish or a simple syrup. You'll never see me do that because I don't like the taste. Thank you for your honesty. Yeah. All right. I got two more here for uh, for you, Ali. Oh, yes. uh, sorry, three more. So I've got the lavender. Of course, lavender, a classic flower that's been used to flavor just about also everything. You give me list. lavender. Yep. You give me lavender soap, and I'll chew on that bar like it's candy. I love the taste of lavender. Um, lavender is used all over the place. It can be used as a sweetener. Once again, if you want to make a syrup, use it in a syrup. Um, and uh, if you want to use lavender in a syrup, add sugar to a saucepan, bring to a boil, add your dried lavender, and simmer on low heat for 10, 15 minutes max. If you boil them any longer, you might have a, a kind of burnt flavor to it. And friends, if you are going to be using lavender, use culinary lavender. You can order dried lavender, but you want to use culinary lavender because other lavenders uh, contain more oil and they're more aromatic and they're perfect for perfumes and soaps, but not so great for your cocktails. That's what I'll say about lavender. Say it. All right. Do you know what the poor man's saffron is? Turmeric. Ooh. It's not a flower, but good good guess okay. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're still in the flower subject. Well, yeah, yes. yeah. No. Uh, the uh, the dandelion. Oh, that's a great guess. No, marigolds. From- marigolds. Oh, man. Dude, are you going to insult marigolds? First of all, that's on my list. Second of all, that's okay. such a beautiful flower in India. People wear them around their their necks at festive occasions, and they're edible. And uh, poor man's. They're the, the, the rich man's. Daisy? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure. Hey, listen. Marigolds <laughs> are beautiful. They're very aromatic, which means they have a, a scent to it that you cannot mistake. They're, they're going to have a, a, a pack a bit of a punch there. Yeah. Um, however, it's important to note this, folks, and I'll say it once, I'll say it twice, and I'll even say it thrice. Not all marigold varieties are edible, yes, all right? You exactly. want the pot marigold, Calundula officinalis, the French marigold, Tagetis patula, African marigolds, Tagetis erectus, Mexican mint marigolds, Tagetis lucinda, and lemon marigolds, Tagetis tenifolia. So uh, I gave you the Latin name. Once again, friends listening, do not just go to your neighbor's marigold, hack it off, and throw it in your beer. That's not what I'm suggesting, all right? Uh, I'm going to let you talk more about their flavor when you get to it. Uh, but once again, you can use well, it. I'll just, I'll just yeah. add this now. You yeah. know, when you're, when you're preparing marigolds, if you do have access to them and I, I don't know how many people do, but, uh, again, you be very careful about which ones you eat. Also, yeah. you want to trim off the heel, that heel yeah. at the bottom. There's a, it's a, it's typically white or like a pale green heel at the base of the petals that could be bitter. Yeah. So that's that's ruining this entire experience for you typically. Um you want to use those uh, petals and the leaves uh those those golden marigold uh, marigold flower petals and the dark green leaves. That's what you want to use yeah. in not just decor, edible decor and then you can also add them to soups and stews and and meats and that kind of stuff and 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 definitely salads I I would say is my uh, favorite way to use 
um, uh, flowers and, and petals, and then also to have them as it's kind of like a signal, like, Hey, this is what's going to come in your, this is the flavor you're going to be getting in sure. your, uh, in your salad. Uh-huh. So, yeah. And, and I don't use a lot of flowers in my cocktails or my food, but is it safe to say once again, when you proceed with this stuff, go light rather than heavy with it, do it till your taste, figure that out. Or is Definitely. it a different, is it a different ball game when, when it comes to, food? no, I would say so. And I would say uh, less is more. And yeah. you know, you're not making a, dish of flowers. You're really using it for decor. And when it comes to the flavoring, it's really great to have it like a, you know, hints of that. Uh, because yeah, you can't, you can't take it out afterwards. And what if we get some anti, anti pansy guy like yourself, you know, and then then what do we do? Listen, is pansy, pansy. is pansy appearing in your section? Uh, It's not. Then I I don't want to hear about it. Then I don't want to hear. All right. I don't want to hear that my my opinion is wrong because clearly you have no opinion. And at least a bad opinion is better than no opinion. I'm getting opinion opinion now. I'm getting one now. All right. My friend, number nine, you mentioned it. One of your favorite flowers, the cherry blossom, also known as Japanese sakura. Uh, Because I believe the Japanese cherry blossoms are the ones that everybody goes crazy about. Uh, whereas the regular cherry blossoms, no one gives a shit. Uh, I just don't think they're as spectacular uh, a flower. Um, you know, I will say this. Cherry blossoms can be eaten raw or candied. They have a sweet and fruity rose flavor similar to cherries. Do not, do not go into a, you know, beautiful garden of cherry blossoms and start picking them off. Use your own. People go there for photographs. Do not crack open branches and bring them home. I'm not suggesting that, but if you have a Japanese Sakura tree in your backyard, maybe you can uh, get some of those cherry blossoms and deal with that. I, they can, I said, I mentioned they can be eaten candied or raw. Um, they, they make a great spritz spring cocktail. I would say you could make a beautiful Aperol spritz, throw some of those flowers in them. Everyone's going to be your friend. Okay. Seeking friendship, flowers are the way. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. Last on my list, chamomile. Oh, yeah. You've sure. heard it in tea. You've heard it in extracts. It's known to reduce anxiety. I should probably drink a cup before we do this show every time, and I don't. It calms upset stomachs and helps with sleep. Um, it is also an edible flower that can be used in beautiful cocktail garnishes. Chamomile flowers have a daisy-like appearance to them, if you're not familiar with them, with a mild apple-like flavor. Both the leaves and the flowers are edible, but differ in taste. They can be eaten raw or in, dry, in a dried form. While the stems of the flower is edible, it is not palatable. So we want to use the flowers and the center part of the flower, which is the yellow part. The flowers are really tiny and white. And here is my last recipe for you. This is what I'm very excited about. Chamomile infuses with grappa in the best way possible. You can actually buy chamomile grappa. Unbelievable. Uh, pour sugar, about uh, 100 grams per 750 milliliters of grappa. Uh, so you're going to use 100 grams of sugar, 750 milliliters of grappa, and chamomile that you want to uh, impart flavor into your grappa. Uh, you're going to put it in a hermetically re- resealable care, uh, container. The greater the quantities of aroma used, in other words, chamomile, the greater the flavor is going to be concentrated into your grappa. So the more the more chamomile used, the stronger the flavor. The lighter, the less. Add the grappa in the same container with your um, flowers. 
your sugar. Let it sit there for about three weeks in a cold, dark place. Shake it uh, from time to time. After those three weeks have elapsed, you're going to take your grappa, strain it, it through a fine sieve strainer, and remove all the little debris left from the chamomile. Your grappa should have a light yellow color. Um, think of it as a light urine color. And there you go. You've got the delicious tasting grappa. It doesn't taste like urine. Rather, it tastes like chamomile. Great. I mean, guys, there you have it. What a great way to ruin your chamomile. Uh, putting it in disgusting grappa, one of the worst things it's the so Italians great. have given to the... I've had two types. I've had just grappa and, and pear grappa. And I remember the pear was sold to me as like, oh, you didn't like the grappa. You're going to like the... And I was like, oh, this might be worse. So I don't know. Maybe uh, I got to drink grappa with you. We got to figure You're this out. You're drinking grappa with the wrong people is the problem. I, blame, is, uh, I don't blame the grappa. Vincenzo I blame, I, from Parma. He was, I, you know, I blame the company you keep. Who is this okay. Vincenzo from Parma? Just some wanderer you were in Parma? Hey, I'm Vincenzo. <laughs> Let's drink grappa. Or is he a friend he of yours? married one of my best friends. From yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll oh, I'll tell you You're if he's on. a nice guy. You put me, Vincenzo, and a bottle of grappa between us, and the last survivor <laughs> will be your friend. All right. He told me, he goes, you know the way you guys drink beer? He yeah. goes, I find that disgusting. I didn't grow up with beer. Yeah. We grew up drinking grappa. And yeah. I was like, Oh, what a what a horrible youth and, and life. I'm sorry that uh, you know your family did that to you. Well, there you go. That's the way I said. Okay. All right. All right. Those so, are my those are my flowers. Plant them in your garden incorporate them into your into your cocktails infuse them into your syrups do what you will and and go forth and enjoy your summer which doesn't happen until june 21st okay okay great are you done you i'm done i'm done my All friend right. okay so you've taken uh, a few of the things that i was going to touch okay. on but that's fine you know and as far as edible uh, flowers go there are many where yeah. you know there's other ones that i won't talk about today like citrus blossom uh mm. like mums lilacs you know honeysuckle sunflower so there's a bunch of edible flowers i'm just going to focus on the ones that i really like that excite me the most and i think um you know marigolds are definitely because of their you know, historical significance in India and also like they're such, they're associated with so much uh, a joy and love. And you even actually put them sometimes drape them on, you know, coffins and stuff like that, but they're, they're just associated with, with life and death and renewal and this kind of thing. But uh, I'm going to start with dandelions. Yes. Yes. Because you should. Big, you know, they become our enemy here in uh, in North America. Goddamn dandelions are coming out. Right. But if you have used controlled dandelion population in the garden, uh, they can be quite good. And the dandelion leaves, I mean, I'm a huge fan of that in salads. That that bitterness, I really like that. I know you know Italian um, cuisine, a lot of like the rapini and this. You guys like this bitter stuff. Yes, I'm a big fan of that. I really like dandelion greens. Big big fan. And if you haven't had them, uh, if you're not planting them, I would still recommend you get to a, a market and look for dandelion greens, especially if you like slightly bitter greens. They add something wonderful to anything. To, to you, let's say you're making a pot of sort of a, a lentil stew. 
you get so much character out of like dandelion greens or in a salad. And then you can sweeten the salad dressing, a little bit of maple syrup to offset maybe the bitterness from some greens. I personally wouldn't. I don't need to. Just grow up and enjoy the bitters, my friends. We're too, we have too much of a sweet palate here in North America. You know what? Use your whole mouth, all the flavors, experience bitter and enjoy it. Life can be bitter. So should your salad. You know, there's, there was this joke when I was a kid. How do you kill an old Italian woman? Plant dandelions in the street. Because when I was growing up, you would see all these older Italian ladies picking picking dandelions in fields right. and whatnot. And, and I'll in the street, a yep. car drives by and kills them. Exactly. Right. Okay. But I will say this. I've been with my mom in a field picking dandelions and not just when I was a kid. I actually said to her, I go, we need to get some dandelions. I go, do you know any fields that have them? She's like the drive-in by the drive-in. They don't spray there. Don't like, spray that's it. There. So that's you go key. there early yeah. spring, garbage bag, dandelions like crazy. You got to wash those bad boys out because they're full of sand and dirt. And sure. then you've got salad till the cows come home. I love it. I love it. Okay, good. Finally, something to <laughs> ignite your passion that comes out of my mouth here. Okay, so dandelions is great. I'm actually a big fan of lavender, and I haven't used it enough times, but I do like any time, you know, even there's like a lavender-flavored ricotta, you yes. know, some sort of uh, cookie or yes. jam or yes. jelly. And, of course, lavender I know best from syrups, flavoring these simple sure. syrups to, uh, to use in cocktail. But I really do like what lavender can do. And it also pairs well with um, more rich fatty foods. Oh yeah. Right. It cuts through the fat lifts the, the, the flavor of the entire dish. And in, uh, in uh, herbs, the Prov- herb de Provence, yes. uh, Proven- Pro- Provençal herbs, uh, lavender is also uh, often there. So you have, you know, the classic of like oregano, savory, rosemary, marjoram, but you also have lavender in there and that gets paired with chicken and lamb or some sort of fat. Do, I was going to say, doesn't mint do that? Doesn't mint with lamb cut through the flat, the fat and, and give that. Elevate the entire flavor of yeah. the dish. I totally agree with that. Could you, I totally agree with that. Could you use some lavender with your mint when you, when you cook lamb? Would that be advisable based on your expertise? Um, I don't in my in my in the eye of my mouth in the brain of my tongue in the in the I'm not sure if those two will okay. go well together. Okay. Worth okay. trying all right. on something small, and also worth knowing that not all lavender is a culinary lavender. Yes, so you have to be a little bit careful about that. Again, it's not a it's not a, you can't be going out with Marco and his mom and just ripping stuff no, out of the streets. No, don't you be doing be that. Don't be doing that. I so that is. You, I should take you with my mom next time we do that. Oh, I wouldn't mind that one bit. The other thing that I think uh, deserves mention, uh, which you know, it's such a shame in North America. It's squash blossoms. Yes. And again, is it? I'm, I I love that I'm lighting you up right now. Yes. You know, we get the zucchini, you get the squash, and you always see that flat top. Somebody has taken a knife to just cut that off. And, you know, once you start growing it yourself, you're like, hey, this stuff looks – and then you go to some restaurant, they have like these deep fried blossoms. There's tons of ways to obviously get squash blossoms in you. But sometimes, I mean, uh, you know – and by the way, you probably know this, Marco, but there's male and female Blossoms. My dad yes. used to say this about eggplant too. There's the male sure. or female eggplant. Um, females are the squash blossoms. They the mature into a squash, and the males are just there for uh, for a good time, yeah. you know. But these squash blossoms, uh, sometimes you know, they've, they've been for people fancy it up, call it courgette flowers or squash flowers. 
Uh, they come off of the zucchinis or courgettes. Yeah. They come off of spaghetti squash, number of different types of squash. Zucchinis. You can have them. Yes, go ahead. No, sorry. If you plant zucchinis, and I and I advise you to Ali, because it seems like you're you're not having success with um with your herbs, right? You're killing yeah. those. Your zucchini, zucchinis in the summer will will happen so so much. You'll you'll get so many that you'll want to start taking the flowers because it's the flower that then becomes a zucchini. So you're gonna have exactly. a plentitude of these flowers. You take them, pick them off, leave a couple to make zucchinis. But you can be using those uh, flowers. You can bread them like you would a, a schnitzel and fry them, and they're fantastic. Yep, in battered, your yep. in your minestrone, do not forget to put some ministers to put some cut up those flowers and put them in your minestrone. They're fantastic. There's so many uses of them. Uh, ricotta with those flowers go really well. That's yep. all. I'll you can say. also eat them raw. You can eat them raw. Uh, I've had them in quesadillas as well. They go on on pasta. So squash blossoms. If you're not familiar with this world. Get into it. Get familiar. Really terrific edible flower that so often here gets gets wasted. And this is this is the the, the value of the you know the old country folks yeah. who are like why why are we wasting things that actually uh, it's not just about use every part of it. It's like no, this is actually delicious. It could be turned into something uh, wonderful. So yeah, squash blossom there. And then there's a whole world of something called alliums, which people probably don't think about. Uh, when we talk about flowers, but uh, alliums have, uh, you know, there's, it's, a, it's a genus of, of hundreds of different plants, but you would know them. You would know certain allium, uh, which are, for example, onions, yes, garlic, yes, scallions, yes. And green onions, shallots, yes. leeks, chives. All of these things are alliums, and they, you know, easy enough to grow. Chives is another, like people don't know that chives have these edible flowers that so come great. out on yeah. top of them, right? And so the flowers are edible. The chives are fantastic. Chives grow so well. And it's like, I mean, it's hard to find something that's that appreciated. Like you're making potatoes, trim some chives on that. Yeah. You're making a salad, chives, meat, Chives, soup, chives. I mean, it just lights up anything that you're eating. And I think um, any of these things in the allium world are worth exploring. They're worth growing. Yes. And the ones that have flowers, you should be you should be thinking about. Some of them will simply be, you know, ornamental, and some of them will uh, will be not just beautiful to look at, but also to eat. And Bello, I'm going to tell you, in my front garden of flowers, in my front garden, we yeah. plant we plant. Um, we we plant those 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 uh, scallions that you're talking not scallions what did yeah. you just mention those uh, green onions shallots the, the, uh, the, the, the ones you just kind of snip that have the little flowers uh, was it sc- chives? Uh, chives chives, chives. chives. we plant Jeez. chives all in our flowers and Amanda yeah. will be like hey go get me some chives and I just go to the front garden they're amongst the tulips and the roses and stuff and right, I'll right, cut right, those right. things between your roses plant garlic. Supposedly, it gets rid of aphids and stuff like that. And then garlic scapes are one of the most beautiful things you can oh, have with yeah. your eggs out of this world, friends, out of this world. Yeah, garlic scapes are fantastic. That's mm-hmm. another great allium as well. Yeah. These blossoms also, you can um, you can preserve them in vinegar. Uh, chives, garlic scapes, all these things, you can make um, a, a butter with them as well. Um, Mix them yes. into butter and then yes. chive butter. And, yeah, so, uh, and even the blossoms, you can have chive blossom blossom 
butter. I've never done that. I've read about that. You can barely say it, would, but but it sounds I can fantastic. <laughs> but I am uh, I am excited as well. I'm excited to have made you excited. So I, yeah. you know, these are the, my my favorites that um, I include in the uh, in in the culinary world. And most of them are, you know, what I consider some sort of herb. But uh, don't forget that, you know, these so many of these and, and nasturtiums and marigolds were also on my list for for their 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 beauty and their their you know how how much they can light up a dish and the fact that they're edible as well. Yeah, so and, you would yeah. nasturtiums are really you know have become popular in the last I would say five years in salads. I see them all over the place in salads and whatnot, and they grow quite well. I've been told. Yeah, I have also been told. I yeah. cannot confirm or yeah. deny that, sure. my friend. But sure. uh, I do love using them in cooking. And, you know, another thing that, you know, we haven't said here, but when you grow your own produce, yeah. uh, whatever it might be, what a great way to stick it to the man. Love it. Love right? it. With prices going up through the roof. Just like, oh, yeah, I don't need you. I got this right in my backyard. And also, you know, when Marco gets sent out, he doesn't have to go, he doesn't have to, you know, get in the car, pollute the environment, find parking, you know, e enable his rage and anxiety to, to, to run amok. He just has to walk out into the front yard that, you know, drunken party goers pee into every night. Yeah. And he just has to pick out some chives that Amanda hopefully washes and, yeah. and you guys, you have a party. I plant my sage, my chives. I plant it amongst my flowers in my fl in my front garden, which is like okay. just basic ornamental flowers because there's no more room in, in this city where we live. I have a postage stamp in a front yard. I've got all deck mm. in the back. So I got to make do with what I, what I do. And yeah. I plant it wherever. Well, and, it sounds and there like you working. go. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, and if you can just go out there and trim a little flower and throw it in your cocktail when your friends come over, I mean, they're yeah. not going to forget you. They're not, you're not going to be the forgettable Ali Hassan. I went to his no. house. He cracked open a beer. They're going to be no, like, no, no, oh my no, God, no. look at this person. You know, Marigold Flowers Charlie. From their garden. Marigold Charlie. Uh, <laughs> Marigold Marco seems like it would have had a nice ring to it. I don't know why we went with a Charlie there, buddy. But yeah, to, to give your own, from your own garden, mm. flowers into your own cocktail that you serve someone. Yeah. That's memorable. Yeah. I think I think on behalf of Marco and I, I, I think I'll I'll share our sentiment of yes. happy summer, everybody. Ha <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You were almost you were so ready to agree with me and then you rolled your eyes so far back they almost fell out of your own skull. Uh all right, fine. I, I thought well, you were you know happy what? Mother's at the very Day. least. Happy the, well, happy Mother's Day uh, for sure. I, yeah. I hope, uh, you know, my, I was very happy that my wife told me exactly what she wanted Good uh, this year. Normally yeah. we wound up, wind up getting her, uh, you know, some crapola that's never seen from again, sure. uh, never seen again. Um, but yeah, I hope you had a nice Mother's Day and I mm -hmm. hope you're preparing for the summer in the best way possible. And uh, I think Marco and I would both agree that if you can get planting, get planting and and yes yes some of you will already be gardening experts so if yeah. you want to write in and tell us about stuff that you love in this gardening world that can adorn your food or or a flavor it uh please uh write in let us know We'd love to hear about for it. sure for sure i have found buffalo milk i Know that there's buffalo yogurt somewhere. I've seen it online here in Ontario. I'm going to try to find it. I I almost bought a yogurt maker, Ali. 
because this I'm, is alluding to our last episode, yes, by the yes, way, in case yes. you didn't listen to the last episode, he is talking about chat and he's talking about the type of, um, lassi, lassi. A, a great drink that goes with chat, which is called lassi. Yeah. And lassi in India had a very different recipe from lassi in North America yeah. and, uh, in his quest for authenticity, Marco is, yes. uh, he's on the hunt apparently. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to accomplish it. I'm going to hopefully start my own lassi bu- uh, business. We're using buffalo it. milk. I'm going to make my own yogurt. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, by, by the time fall comes around, I will have tasted it at least, at least once. That's fantastic. Okay. Can't wait to, cool. can't wait to come over and, and share a lassi with you. Amazing. And then probably toss it in your garden. It doesn't matter. You know what? You tried, and that's what's important. (laughs) Folks, you've been listening to this podcast is delicious. There are many ways for you to reach us. Marco, can you tell people what those ways are? If you have a if you happen to have a flower recipe, certainly email us at this podcast is delicious at gmail.com. If you have flowers in your garden, you want to share them with us, you can uh Share those photos on Instagram at this podcast is delicious. And my friends, my male friends out there, I'd love to know what your favorite flowers are. I'll listen to I'll I'll, I'll certainly love to hear from all our genders who listen, but I particularly want to focus it to the male gender because oftentimes uh, they are never asked what flowers they love. So I am asking you, what is your favorite flower? And let us know on Twitter at this podcast is delicious. That's it for this episode. That is it. That is it. That is all the thing. You were on such a roll. I was like, this may never, this may keep going. Uh, That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again in two weeks. I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. Until we eat and drink again.